0: Don't mind if somebody tells you this is this is church. Don't mind. It's still church all the same. Perhaps we have different degrees of infirmities. While I attended Dr. Ari Day's book launch, a book titled "Grace." At Ibadan some time ago, I met a professor who was the book the book reviewer, one of the reviewers of the book. A professor of errors by Nigerians in speaking English language. So they captured him with a very beautiful phrase of description. They began to call him Professor of Error. Professor of Error. I really wish to stay with him to learn some common mistakes that we make so I will come and daze you at church. But He was not going to divulge this free of charge. We have to go back to school to learn this. But actually there is nothing bad in picking some soft sell books that could help improve your English grammar lexis and structure of the spoken english oral english tremendously common mistakes common mistakes in usage it will help you a great deal repetitions a little beats It's either little or bit. Too much. It's either too or much. ATM machine. Automatic teller machine machine. I'm very sorry. I should have called back. I saw your missed calls late. Did you get to my phone? You missed my calls? Or you had missed calls. It was your missed calls. It's on your phone registered. Advice or advice. Practice or practice. And several other things you would learn from some of these petite books sold for peanuts to help you a great deal. You need them. To barb. B-A-R-B is to twine. To twine. So it's either you're having a haircut and you're trying to barb a gloss. To barb your hair would be to try to put some dreadlocks into it. You are welcome to church. This is not An English curriculum, its service. I began to preach prayer on Friday, and it looks to me as if one of the most. Misconceived topics in Christianity, misconjectured, misrepresented the subject of prayer and praying. Prayer defines contemporarily as an address, commonly a petition. Of requital, requisition, demand, or plea to God or a God in thoughts or in words, an address. A petition of requital, of requisition, of demand, of need, a plea, a begging to God or a God in thoughts that is not said verbatim or in words. Sometimes I'm preaching on prayer. I almost don't know where to start. And I've discovered it's impossible to preach exhaustively and extensively and clearly and conclusively. And comprehensively on prayer. In one hour. So I'm just going to add this. This becomes the second part of this sermon. And I trust that next Sunday and the Sunday after the next. I'll still preach prayer. Let's learn from this dimension. It looks to me as if we know more about prayers than praying. It looks to me as if we do not know much about prayers, but we pray a lot. It also looks to me that since praying is something relevant to almost every human upon the face of the earth, we have constructed, constructed player, prayer plans and agenda that fit us, or that fit our own schemes, our lives, our own practices, our religious formulae. at first Peter first Peter is beautiful chapter number 3 verse 8 finally be ye of one mind having compassion one to another love that brethren be pitiful be courteous verse 9 not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing but contrary blessing the child of God must not be found retaliating. Is this in your Bible? Don't retaliate. Just give room for vengeance. At Romans 12, you begin to read from verse 16. When you retaliate, you have been overcome with evil. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't retaliate. Not 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 15. Not rendering evil for evil to any man both amongst yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks to God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. Despite it's not for science. Don't render evil for evil. Or railing for railing the steam of emotions the steam of emotions that compel you to quickly avenge yourselves or to quickly retaliate or to quickly give an eye for an eye a tooth for a tooth a broken mandible for a broken skull is not of God is sense swell sense Ruled, unbridled Loss of evil called The reason why you should not render evil for evil or railing for railing is because you have been called to blessing on the contrary. You have been called unto blessing. You have been called to inherit a blessing. You have been called to inherit a blessing. Verse 7 describes the Christian, the wife, the husband, as heirs, heirs together of the grace of life. There's something you find me emphasizing in this church, and it's kind of very cardinal and very primary and very core the peace and the hope of my message always, over and over again. Very pivotal. I maintain assiduously that the Christian has been blessed. as contrary to what we have preached in many churches, that the Christian comes into a church to receive a blessing the pastor gives. As opposed to the lie of Satan that says, we are not blessed, we are only on the path we have been blessed. I preach at you what the Bible teaches that you have obtained something. This is the ground on which you can thrive. The only ground by which you can please the lord you cannot please the lord coming to a church sunday in sunday out expecting some ripe cherries or some goosebumps because of some show us our blessings show us our blessing show us our blessing, us our blessing we need mercy drops are falling Christian has inherited something. Oh, I love this. You have inherited something. You are no ordinary person. In Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. He said, for this cause thank we always, God on your behalf, who hath from the beginning chosen you unto salvation by sanctification of spirit and believe of the truth. Where? Unto you have been called unto the glory of God by our gospel. 2 Thessalonians two thirteen, and then also verse 14. What is left is to thank God on your behalf because you have been blessed. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 1 and verse 7. You have been blessed. And I told you that being blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus is not sequel, subsequent, or aftermath of Christianity. It is in of christianity To be a Christian is to be blessed. To be born again is to be blessed. To be born again is to be empowered. To be saved. To be endowed. To be a believer. To be graced with life. To be graced with life. To be graced with life. Titus chapter number 3. Titus 3. And verse 4. When after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Not by works of righteousness which we have done but according to his message saved us. By the washing of regeneration, regeneration and renew of the Holy Ghost which he shed on us abundantly. Through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Titus 3 and verse 7 that being justified by his grace, we should be made hairs according to the hope of eternal life. Join the hairs, Romans eight sixteen with Christ. heirs of God and join hairs. Galatians 4 and verse 7 you are no more seven but hairs. You're a hair of God. You're a hair of God. Don't repay evil for evil. He that repayeth evil for evil, Proverbs 17 and verse 13, evil shall not depart from his house. Romans 12 and verse 14 recompense to no man evil for evil, but contrary wise, give place to wrath. Don't repay evil for evil. You have been called to inherit a blessing. You have been called I'm very sad. I'm very sad. Perpetrators of Christianity are illiterate. 90% of preachers are illiterate. They teach us wrongly. Nigeria is a warped society. In many advanced, godless countries, you can't pastor without a degree. You can't pastor without being learned and being well taught. They feel the lives of citizens are precious. You can't just come from your village of the bush and say you are charismatic and say nonsense without being well taught. You must be educated. Most pastors here are grubble cook crooks who have ventured into church and preaching because it's easier to make money. Making merchandise of vulnerable parishioners like you and I. I'm very sad right now. It's Sunday morning. Several people today again in the cubicles and the in the carbon course, and the rookies called church taught lies by several illiterate preachers. People like you and I also love it the same way. We we bankroll them. Educated men come to church and become illiterate. Contradictory things are preached at you, hard at you. You just become like a dustbin, receiving everything. Amen. 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 God bless you my pastor. You are illiterate. You don't even have Bibles to read. You never read your Bibles. You have inherited a blessing. This nobody can take from you. You got something. In whom we have obtained an inheritance. Ephesians 1:11 being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his will. We have obtained something. I have something. There's something in me. There's something about me. There's something I have. I did not meet Christ for the fun of it. I'm not a religious dissident. A religious victim. I met Jesus. And he gave me eternal life. First John 5.11. This is the record God had given to us. Eternal life. We obtain something. He has made us meet. To be partakers of the inheritance. Of the saints in light. For being a saint in Christ. You are a saint in light. You have obtained something. Christianity is about somebody. Having obtained something. Look at yourself inside out. You obtained something. You gained something. You got something. You were endowed. You were graced and gifted. He gave you something. You are not ordinary. He gave you a blessing. An eternal blessing with power. There is no more to recover. All that God will do. Do he did for humanity in Christ Jesus. But the gift of eternal life. He has changed your life. You have a treasure of God. You have a priceless peer. You have a treasure of God. On the inside of you, you have inherited a blessing. The reason why it does not make sense to repay evil for evil or curses for curses. But contrarywise, to bless people is because you have been blessed eternally. 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 I met a man yesterday on his bike. I was trying to buy a few. And I told the man, move a little. Let me park my car well. The man said, be patient. I said, I cannot be patient. Adjust your bike so I can park my car well. He said, you are proud. I said, what makes you think so? He said, I'm sure you're a driver. I said, I look like a driver, don't I? He said more things. I was looking at him. Then he said, I can't even speak a word to you now. And this your car will be damaged beyond repairs i said how would you do it oh i'll be looking for you so i can buy a new car the moment you speak a word to this car and it gets damaged beyond repairs i have to buy a new car immediately the man said i'm not joking i said he must be joking for if thou shall speak a word to this my jalopy and there's a slight hitch on this car, then I shall also speak a word to thy life to be damaged beyond repairs. One one goal is draw. The rest is history or story for another day. Because you always hear me talk about stories of such things and such things that happened. Okay. First Peter 3, verse 10. He that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. I wish that we emphasized divine blessedness like we emphasized needs. I wish the pastors would learn to emphasize that the Christian is more blessed than he has a need, and that the, the, the small and the big picture alike reveals that you've been transformed permanently we cannot overemphasize you first john 3 and verse 1 behold what man of love the father bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god the world knoweth us not because the world knew him not now we are the sons of god it takes knowing god to knowing the christian the capacitation in your life today can only be uncovered Revealed, seen, discovered, appreciated. If God is uncovered, revealed, appreciated or known. It takes knowing God to knowing the Christian. So I go on. Verse 11. Let him eschew evil and do good and let him seek peace and ensue it. Watch your lips. For in all things we we'll see. Titus, James 3 and verse 2. But if a man sin not in his word... The same is a perfect man able to breed his entire body, breed his entire body. First chapter 3 and verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. The eyes of the Lord are over who the righteous. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. What does it say? For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And his ears are open unto Their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. On and on. The eyes of the Lord. Are over everybody who prays. The Lord hears all prayers. Prayers are so important that the moment you pray God has no option than to answer. Prayer is the machine automation that science has discovered to be able to reach and access God at all times. Anybody who prays must get a hearing from God. The moment you use the codes as prescribed by faraday's laws of electricity the lord must answer you second chronicles 7 and verse 14 if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and repent of their evil deeds, then I, God, will hear from my holy heaven and answer their prayers and heal their land. If my people are in church, my of the Lord are over the righteous only. There's something I want to quickly teach you or share with you this morning won't take your time much about prayer. And it's so fundamental and central to understanding the power of the pact the position of this present day reality. The promise under which the prayer platform is built, or on which the prayer platform is built, rather. While it is true that praying is defined as an address of petition. To God or a God. It is also clear from the Bible. That prayer and praying. Is hinged on relationship. This is what we don't preach in our churches. Relationship. Just call upon God. Call upon God. Pray. Pray. Call upon God. Call upon God. Tell God your mind. Anywhere you are, call upon God. Anywhere you are, call upon God. If my people who are called by my name, are you his people? Are you, are you his people? Is a question. What is the basis of praying in your life? What relationship do you have with God that qualifies you to pray? It is not just based on your need. No. It is not based on your culture. It is not based on your shrine. It is not based on your traditions, your customs, your beliefs, your ideologies, your metaphysics, your occult practice, your family ties. Understanding prayer has to do with understanding redemption. Second Timothy two and verse nineteen. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure, having this seal: the Lord knoweth them that are His. Not every person has the right of the acceptable platform. The appropriate premise to pray to God. The father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The eyes of the Lord are only over the righteous. As you saw in the Old Testament. And now the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous in Christ. If you are going to use the scripture this way. Do you qualify to pray? If there's anything bastardized, it's prayer. If there's anything we have misguidedly, inadvisedly, manipulated, compromisingly dashed to pieces, psychologically not getting the best from, it is prayer because we accept just every and all persons, every dictum and hurry can pray. Sometimes you're asking an unbeliever, my friend, pray for me. The unbeliever himself feels cool about it. A man was shocking some good. At some sometime, we approached a restaurant that was nearby to eat some food after church. The man began to make a mock of Christ. So, I won't on a good day stand and preach at a liquid guzzler engrossed in his suffocating ideology of taking and sucking liquid like he's taking water for his body. But then he's mocking Christ. So I said, don't mock Christ anymore. I preached the gospel at him and the man said, I don't agree. I'd rather go to hell with this bottle of gouda than enjoy heaven forever. I said, definitely the Bible will teach us that wine is a mocker. Wine is making a mock of your life. How dare you compare eternity With this pleasure and agony, pleasure mixed with agony, the boiling and the cold agony of enjoying this alcohol that would dingify your life forever. Then I told him, All right, we've got to go. And the man said, Anyway, over my bottle of beer, I'll continue to pray for you. I know that at traditional weddings and sometimes before our aged parents. Certain people take it all original, original elder drink for the elders. Oliver understands what I'm saying. He's already getting old. And this is what they use in his environment, in his area. The shina. You must get your original schnapp with your original label. Then you pour some on the earth for the demons and the dead in Satan. Not the dead in Christ. We must be able to distinguish the dead in Satan and the dead in Christ. They're two different sets of people. Then you take a sheep, raise your mouth. Throw it at other demons by the left side. Then you take two sheeps. And begin to offer all kinds of prayers. With Christians saying, Amen. Over liquor. Amen. Many Christians don't know what praying is all about. Pastors don't know. Look, it's not just about coming to shout. Or make some noise. Or be religious. Or be sentimental or emotional. And I think many of us are carried away. With that sense of fulfillment. When somebody is naming certain things. That look peculiar to you. Or he's touching areas. That hit your mind. with With the. the Concept of needs, uh, your needs. Uh, he, he, he's touching some areas. He's, he's touching the nooks and the crannies of your need. Uh, you are in dire need, you are suffering, you're emotionally traumatised and tortured. You are you are disturbed, and somebody is, is, is picking on those areas and he's praying. Emotions, something we are with prayer largely. It's just emotions. Very unstable emotions. We are never realistic. We are never scripturally sensitive. Sensible. Seasoned. We are never scripturally alert. Cognizant of the importance. The power. The meaning. The resolve. The resolution of the result of prayers. Because it's prayer. The Lord knows those who are his. Your prayers are unacceptable to God if you are not born again. God doesn't know you. You are not a friend of God. You are a fiend to God. You are not a friend of God. You are a fiend to God. You are not F-R-I-E-N-D. You are F-I-E-N-D. A fiend to God. He says, God is good. Now, He won in verse 7. He's a stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord knoweth them that trust Him. I know you are sentimental. You won't agree with me that your father is not saved and that he's going to hell. I know you are so sentimental. You have never bothered to ask your mother. Mommy, I understand. I know you are a deaconess. I know, I know. You are a deaconess and redeemed, I know. You are a prophetess at Yahweh. I understand. I know. You built a church for God, I understand. Mommy, mommy, listen and sit. Are you born again? Was there a day in your life you heard the word of God? You. Had the gospel, the goodness of Christ's death and resurrection, and you believed the word with your mind and confess with your mouth, was there a day you had the word and God said, if there was no day like this, though you have built a church, mommy, you're on your way to hell. I know many of us can't be this sincere. It sounds categorically rude, but it's clearly true from the word. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, no matter how prayerful he is. (laughs) Some of you have prayer merchants in the form of aged people, old men, wise men, great men, spiritual men, prophetess. That woman can pray. I'm saying, is she born again? Revolve. Pray, I said, is she born again, number one? Our sentiment will allow us to think of prayers beyond God to whom we are praying. Our sentiment will allow us to think only of the prayer beyond the plan of salvation. We are even going beyond the testament. We have a cross testament by us. Error fill in our minds because we feel that the needs we have our requisitions from God are more important than the platform the plethora or the ground of praying acceptedly or praying to get results and this is why our prayer culture is very faulty and very fruitless this is why most Christians are not fulfilled in prayers because they don't understand Bible perception of prayer a Christian first. It's so easy for anybody to pray or say something. But the Lord knows those who are his. There's something I love at Psalm and Psalm 1. Beautiful poetic Blessed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the ungodly, nor in the way of sinners, nor in the way of sinners. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his Lord of him at day, day and night. He shall be like a river, a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall he prosper. Verse 4, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not. In the judgment the ungodly the eyes of the lord are over the righteous his ears inclined to their prayers but the face of the lord is against them that do evil to cut them out of the land the face of god is against you against the unrighteous the face of the lord is against the unbeliever are in church? It don't seem like i in church. The Lord knows those who are his. The Lord knows those who are his. The Lord knows those who is. the most important thing for the unbeliever is not to pray the most important thing for the unbeliever is to accept salvation and have a relationship with God we don't seem to get this Oh, I love your uncle. Your uncle is nice. Wow. Your uncle is philanthropic. Wow. I just went to visit your uncle. I was passing by and the guy sees me and gives me 10,000 naira. Yeah. My uncle is damselic. He likes you treacherously. I said, it doesn't make a difference. At least I got 10,000 naira of his pocket. Is your uncle saved? No, he's not. What are you doing about it? I'm praying for him. How? How? Who told you to pray for the unbeliever to be saved? How? How are you doing it? How are you praying for your unsaved friends? How are you praying for your unsaved parents? How are you praying for your unsaved children? How are you praying for your unsaved husband or wife, fiancé, boyfriend or girlfriend? How are you praying for them? You say, I'm praying that God will save them. How? You're meant to preach at them the salvation God already wrought in Christ. Stop praying for them. for people you ought to preach at. You are hypocritical. You are a hypocrite. Instead of preaching the word of God at them. You are hiding under praying for them. He didn't send you to go praying for them. He said to preach at them. You are sinning. Pray for your friends to be saved. Start to preach at them today. This is the day. The most important thing for the unbeliever is not to get rich. No. It's not to get married. No. Everything you desire for the unbeliever on this earth will end with this earth. There is something about the unbeliever's eternity. It's only guaranteed by faith in Christ's death and resurrection through the gift of eternal life. If you really love the unbeliever person or a close friend who is just a nominal Christian or a Christian by some confession of the mouth or some mere profession of the lips, then you must let the Christian know or this person that you think is a Christian know and be sure if he's born again or she's born again or not. If not, then you must preach and insist and stand on his neck. I want you to think of the gospel, to give your life to Christ and surrender. You must be saved. You have to be saved. You've got to receive the word. I don't care what you think. You must be saved. You have to be saved. You must be saved. You must be saved. Every time over barbecue, my love, you must be saved. Every time at the lantern is caught. After every stroke. Darling be shaved. Overrise. At some eat tree. Or some cool place. Sweetheart. You're on your way to hell. Everywhere and at all times. You must insist. You must travel back home town. Home country. and Preach the word of God. I've met Jesus who has guaranteed my eternity. Outside of the religious concoctions or religious sentimental biases, we have history backing us and clear details and evidences of the fact that Christ's body disappeared after three days and three nights. No man in history has brought any reasonable evidence to attack this. Or make this a lie or a hoax. Jesus died. He rose from the dead. He's going to judge this life. This world one day. God will judge the world one day. By Christ's death and resurrection. By that man he has appointed. He has given assurance to all men. In that he raised him from the dead. Acts 17 31 on. You must give your life to Christ to be saved. You must be on their neck. She don't understand that if the man gets a job today and dies, he's going to hell. She don't know. When she's delivered of a bouncing set of triplets, quadruplets, or sex triplets, when when, when she's delivered of a set fit for a football team in 20 years from now, if she dies, she's going to hell. The most important thing you owe the unbeliever or anybody on this earth is the good news of salvation. This is the thing that will last a lifetime. People that die, die, we forget them. But when they die without Christ, they are lost forever. We should not be talking about prayers as much as we should be talking about salvation. I could say that the doctrine on prayer, the teachings on prayer, and the weight of prayer and the connotation of praying and and prayer weighs more, far more than the concept of salvation and this is extremely erroneous people should learn more about salvation than they know about prayer, first salvation may I boldly say to you that what you would never be able to get in prayer, God gave in salvation, may I share boldly what you will never be able to think? Pray, God gave in salvation. May I share boldly beyond your wildest desires, beyond your weirdest ideas, beyond your greatest and most novel imaginations, towards Bettering your lot on this earth. God blessed you in Christ Jesus by saving your soul. There's something more than praying, it is a relationship with God by the blood of Jesus. Very important. Very important. Proverbs 15 and verse 8. Proverbs 15 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. Something you are going to miss if you are not listening carefully is what has been preached in the body of Christ over the years. We, we conjecture uprights. <laughs> we, we, we think up <laughs> righteous. A good man. Ah my nice eh he's, he's a lover of mankind. He is a giver. He is ebulently philanthropic. Well behaved. Clear cut, faultlessly mannered. Impeccable, upright, fortright, Standright. Can God deny Abiola? Might they of heaven. The pillar of sport in Africa when money was money. It is said of Apiola in his own time that he had a wardrobe in over 120 countries of the world. He had a waiting booking in the best hotel in over 120 countries of the world. He had a wardrobe there. It is said of Abiola that the moment you sight him, if he sees you one on one, he will grant your request, whatever it is. So the miracle was seen, Abiola. The miracle was not answering your prayers. Once you see him, you have it. was good. I've seen some other people like this who are extremely disposed to kindness. I've seen people who are addicted to kindness. selflessly kind enthusiastically benevolent they open their arms to embrace the needy they help the impoverished they support the weak I've seen the poor who minister to the poor very kind people well-mannered good-hearted Isaiah 61 verse 5. But we are all as an unclean thing. We are all as an unclean thing. Isaiah 61 verse 6. But we are all as an unclean thing and. All our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as leaves, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Romans chapter 3, Romans chapter 3, and verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is no man on earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 20. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And all are 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 unrighteousness in his own sight. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh God. God has concluded all men under sin, no matter how good they are. So the qualification you have in God's sight that matters. It takes the righteousness of God by faith. Romans 3 and verse 22. Because Romans 3 and verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3, verse 28, therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the works of the law. You are not right because you do right. All we as the unclean thing have gone astray, everyone to his own way. Only God laid iniquity of us all upon him. There is no righteous, no, not one. No man is righteous by his works or his deeds. It's only Christ by faith, his grace, has given us a righteousness. What is important is relationship. Relationship first. Does this man know God? The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous in him. But his ears against Proverbs 15 and verse 8 the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to God. But he inclines his ears to the prayers of the upright. Who now defies in Christ? Many times you just run your mouth. You run your lips saying what you think is right or ideal or needed, needed at that moment. You're not asking, Am I related with God? Galatians 3 and verse 26. We all are children of God. Ah, God loves Nigeria. Who is Nigeria in the Bible? God does not love Nigeria. God loves humanity. There's no special place for Nigeria in the Bible. No special place for America. There used to be a special place for Israel. But the place has been cancelled and removed. There is a change of the order. such that the only place left is the place of the new man. And the new man could be from any culture. Any tribe. Any civility. Citizen of whatever country. It's not about the countries. It's about the persons. The persons in these countries. There are only two kingdoms on this earth today. The kingdom of those who are born again. And the kingdom of every other man. Two tribes. The tribe of God. Or the tribe of this world. Two nations. The nations of this world. And the nation of the kingdom of God to be deceived. So, we're talking about God knowing those who are His first. Am I related to God? Am I connected? Am I connected? Number one. But two. Understanding connection, brother, play something so I can close. Understanding connection with God has details, details, details. I've said to you, you are not just related with God or to God or found in God, you are related with God through Christ. In whom you have been blessed. You are an adopted child of God because God has put forth the spirit into your heart. The spirit of God is within your spirit by eternal life. You are connected to God as adopted children of God and by possessing his spirit you are blessed. It's a detail of the connect. Number one, Am I related? Number two, if I am related, I am related, blessed. I am related, blessed. I'm sad about how we pray. We are just lousy. say all sorts of things people just run their mouth they just they just they just say all sorts of things because they are praying I'm praying for you how are you praying for me how do you pray for me let's examine some prayers. Number one. False with our prayers. False. False with our prayers. Number one. We don't pray like we are connected. We don't pray like we are connected. We pray like people have no bearing of relationship with God. We pray amiss. James 1 and number 16, do not err, my beloved brethren, Matthew 21 verse 29, you do err, not knowing the scriptures, neither the power of God. We pray amiss. We pray amiss. We pray amiss. James 1 verse 3, we pray amiss. We pray wrongly. We don't pray like we are connected. Number two, we don't pray like we are blessed. Number three, we don't pray like we know God. Number four, we don't pray like we know the scriptures. And on and on and on and on and on. Me tie it up this way or let me tie it this way at James chapter 5 16 James 5 16 quickly turn your Bibles open at this point confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that he may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer, prayer, hey, whoa, hey! You are not praying; you are making senseless noise. The groanings of Romans eight and verse twenty-six which the Bible describes as groanings, which cannot be uttered with articulate statements. It's not the signs, the anguish or the mournings of somebody who is desperate. It is talking with other tongues. Such that when you begin to sigh, you're only doing it in the flesh. It has no spiritual connotation. Most times it means nothing. It means nothing. Something I will share with you next Sunday is this. There's something about the hair of the Lord. My ears inclined. Your mouth pray. My ears inclined. Your mouth pray. So what you utter, God hears. So we're talking about you talking to God. If you are meant to be talking to God, Mm, 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 is baseless useless fruitless wasted if you are meant to be articulate and precise appropriate and clear in what you are saying then just shaking your head flicking it off like some pendulum is igbala 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 a useless form of prayer practice you must not miss sunday you must not miss wednesday you must not miss friday but effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much the reason why The prayer of a righteous man avails is because of his righteousness. Your righteousness in Christ has a part to play than your noise, your screaming, or your prayer gymnastics. so me, as if the dynamics and the gymnastics the biceps, the jugular the triceps the elbows, the feet the waist the stomach, the chest do more in prayers than our lips and our minds of faith he that cometh to God must believe that God is faith faith Many more things are important than the way you are talking. Faith, the word, understanding status, the weight of redemption, knowing God's will are more important than flinging your body in extremities, working yourself up to sweat till the sweat breaks on the brow of your face because you feel that God is sensitive to emotions. What about crying? useless in god's sight faith does not cry i know you could even be moved to cry singing a song to god i know you may come to church and just feel overwhelmed crying but when you're overwhelmed by a need to the point of tears satisfy yourself you are not working in faith before you pray Go back to the Word of God. What is important in prayer? is not your tears. Your tears don't move God. Your tears can't move the world. Your tears can't perform a miracle. Something that could move God or do a miracle or bring forth the result is faith in the mind. It is driven away by the fear that induces tears. When you are crying, you have lost it. Guarantee yourself as having lost it. Go back to the Word and ensure the tears are dry. The faith is born and built. You say, I believe God. I believe God trust what I've said is going to come to pass. He's God who answers and hears my prayers. The eyes of the Lord are about the righteous and his ears are that my prayers. I cannot cry and have faith It's not work together. There are two different things. When you cry, you have no faith. When you have faith, you don't cry. People who cry have no faith. But the God has mercy upon me is unbelief. You know, I, I, I'm you are moved by emotions. in God's faith by lies and deceit. Are you a child of God? Is there a scripture? Are you standing on the word of God? Then let faith be born in your heart. So then, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When faith is born in your heart, tears will go. You'll be confident. I know what I'm saying. I'm saying. Also, I was going to say this to you. Who are you talking to? Because many prayers really make me wonder who you are talking to. Father, in the name of Jesus, every demon in my house go who are you talking to exactly father in the name of jesus every demon in my house go whom are you talking to you are talking to two people here you said father next your house also demons make up your mind who you are talking to and let the person know you are talking to him if it's god god go if it's my house my house go if it's demon demons go make up your mind whom are you talking to or let the person i'm talking to you i'm talking to you demon of Laka, demon who has stolen my joy go speak clearly to the demon i mean to god tell god go oh, come make up your mind whom you are talking to but when you say father in the name of jesus every demon in my house you are confused hey Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Like constitution of weaknesses or frailties or infirmities. And he prayed earnestly that he might not reign. 1st Kings 17. How did he pray? The Tishbite came on the sin of Israel. There shall not be rain or dew in this land. Except according to my word, and there was no rain or dew in the land for three years, six months. He prayed again and it rained. The kind of prayer based on the prophetic power is the kind of prayer I want to adopt as a Christian based on the power of salvation. Let's stop unbelief and gymnastics, let's be more precise focused accurate let's make statements that are scripturally coherent biblically accurate true from the word declare things you should declare speak forth something you should speak forth bind what you should bind cage what you got to cage he shuts a door no man can open he opens a door no man can shut you can shut a door to things you think are irrelevant to your work on this earth, but the power of the Holy Ghost, say, I resist this. Stop! I insist you stop. As a child of God, I mandate by the power. This is not praying to God. You are only insisting on walking in the power and the right and privilege of redemption. You are saying stop, where God to stop. You are saying open to doors that have been shut against you. You are boldly speaking the mind of the Father with faith in the Word. You need to learn about prayer. You must be taught how to pray. This I'll keep doing. Stand to your feet and thank Him. You must be taught how to pray. This I'll keep doing.